0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers are in Portugal looking to progress in Europe and forget their recent domestic struggles Celtic prepare to welcome Copenhagen and seal their passage to the next round and Tuesday night under the lights in Motherwell as St Mirren visit once again I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me this evening is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Another mad midweek of fantastic football Gordon, Thursday night Celtic at home to Copenhagen looking for a place in Friday's last 16 draw tomorrow Rangers in Portugal to try and finish the job against Braga and of course before all that as you say tonight at Furhill just seven days on from that 4-4 draw Motherwell meets St Mirren in the Premiership no wonder you two boys want to dash out there again yeah and thank God I'm not going to game with you Furhill it's for par Roger um, we'd be sitting there in a cold stadium wondering how we get in uh, looking forward to the second half tonight Gordon will dash over to Fir Park uh, take that well, Maybe get the excitement Of the last game Last Tuesday But it's all about Europe For the big two Rangers and Celtic um, Rangers kicking off Tomorrow night 3-2 After that terrific Comeback Against Braga It's a big ask Can they do it How many of the goals Did you, you two see last week When you headed out I, to I, the I'd game rather because, just move on And you know, not was, discuss I was, it I was mind. listening to all the goals Flying in in the radio yeah. As I headed home I just wondered how much You'd, you'd caught of the game Yeah we'll maybe get to that later on It's 01419511025 For you to get involved On the phones And on Twitter We are at Clyde SSB Bit of a different one for us Roger The kickoffs are staggered Across two nights We're used to having these Bumper Thursdays yeah. Following And then a, you know, a bumper Sunday To follow A bit different this week it certainly has Rangers brought forward I think there's so many Portuguese teams In the Europa League And so many of them Due to be playing at home On Thursday Because Braga Have the lowest coefficient Of them all They've been forced to move It's moved to Wednesday They can't play at 7.45 Or 8 o'clock Because they're not allowed To clash with the Champions League ties Therefore 5 o'clock kickoff Tomorrow For Rangers in Portugal Rangers unbeaten I think In their last four visits To Portugal Including that draw With Porto In the group phase Earlier on in the season When Alfredo Morello Equalised He's out, suspended after the booking last week and it's going to be, arguably, the biggest afternoon in Florian Camberry's career. What that does mean, Rangers fans, is really it's your last chance to have your say in the build-up to the game because by the time we come on tomorrow, the second half will be getting underway. So give us a call right now. How do you expect the team to react to Sunday's disappointment? Who would you play? I think most accept that Camberry will have to play because Morelos and Defoe can't. What about elsewhere? The defence has been criticised. Would you make any changes? You tell us. 0141 Call us right now. Or you can tweet at Clyde SSB. Gordon, Stephen Gerrard and Alan McGregor are doing the pre-match media conference right now our reporter Andrew McLean is over there so we're going to bring you the very latest from Stephen Gerrard as soon as possible it'll be one of the first places to hear it what would you expect the message to be going into this one just the fact it's a big week for um, you know the Rangers manager players and everyone concerned at the club Gordon um, everyone I think looks at the title race and says well it's going to take a, a major miracle for them to win that uh, they've got the Scottish Cup at the weekend against Hearts where they lost not that long ago uh, but a great opportunity tomorrow night remember they're getting in there with the lead they've already got something to hang on to they need to be patient and it'll be interesting how the Rangers manager goes about this without his top goal scorer 
Yeah like I say Press conference going on at the moment I've just seen a quick picture I like the style of the translator Roger Right up Gordon DL Street Stephen Gerrard's translator Has got a snazzy Yellow, blue and white Striped shirt tie Sunglasses on For the occasion oh, Yeah that's, He looks that, the part He's ready the to go of, That's the kind of gear Daz wears when he's overseas you, You'll know that He has a A summer wardrobe <laughs> And a winter wardrobe He's got the The dark colours on For a winter In Clyde Bank In Motherwell But once the clocks change All the colourful gear Will come out again Here's a question That we can maybe Kick off with you Rangers fans As well as taking All your suggestions For team lineups And all the rest of it Are Rangers favourites tomorrow? No. Or not? No Not in your mind? No I don't think so Listen I mean they, it, it was, they go there with a lead It was a spectacular And remarkable comeback At Ibrox last Thursday night Those three goals in 15 minutes What it did prove is Braga can be got at At the back It was seen again They conceded a goal again At home at the weekend And they went over Victoria Setubal But I think over the balance of play People could see what a quality team Braga are offensively going forward. They were two up. They could perhaps have been more than two up. Struck the woodwork on a couple of occasions at Ibrox. And Bosch Rangers for the best part of an hour before that sensational comeback. So I think, you know, if you've seen the first leg, you will fancy that Braga are favourites. Favourites don't always win, Gordon. What would you say, Gordon? Because ultimately, when you set out on a two-legged tie, if you mm. can win the first leg, it, it surely puts you in a good position. But are we to... Believe that you know Braga are so strong And Rangers form has been so patchy That Rangers despite taking this lead Are not favourites Well up until Rangers scored at Ibrox Gordon I thought that the tie was nearly finished um, Then they get back in the game And they win the game And well done to them uh, if, if they're going to If they're going to get through to the next round The last 16 One thing's for certainty for me They've got to score They'll need to score Because I think Braga will score tomorrow night uh, and obviously they've got the two away goals So it's up to Rangers uh, And that's why it's interesting to see his team line up Will he change his defence Because he had a real go at them at the weekend He criticised them for the goals that they were losing Obviously there's an force changed up top We understand that But the big, uh, big question is What will he do the back four? That's what Roger and Gordon think But what do you think? 0141 Craig is a Rangers fan First up tonight Craig Just out of curiosity Do you have Rangers down as favourites to progress? Well I think uh, I, I would, I'd have to agree with, with both Roger and Gordon there I think I think it's probably I don't think any of my favourites I think it's probably even um, Because for me You know Had it been all about going forward then I think you you could put Rangers as favourites because although Morelos isn't there, I don't have any worries about Camberry stepping in because he was superb against St Johnston. In fact, had it not been for Camberry, would have dropped all three points to St Johnston um, uh, on, on Sunday because he was the man who came on, got us back into it with equaliser and then set up the goal, which you know Aribo to credit him as well took well and then the game last week against Braga Aribo played brilliantly also so we've got that it's the defence that's the the Achilles heel it's the biggest worry and I think he's got to change it because I've heard him so often this season Stephen Gerrard you know come out and bemoan defensive mistakes and this part wasn't good enough that part wasn't good enough but they never really change it um, all that much um, and, and that's an issue because you can't keep criticising the same defenders over and over again and then never dropping them out of the team and changing it. We do have options. You know, I think people think it's an area we're short in, but we've actually got a couple of options who would be competent enough. I mean, the likes of... I know he's a 
player that gets mixed reviews for the fans, but even the likes of John Flanagan, you know, at Europe-wise, he's actually played relatively well whenever he has come on the park in Europe. Um, not so much domestically, so I, I get people's reservations, but the bottom line is, the league is all but over. It's not completely over because, as far as I know, Celtic didn't get a trophy on Sunday, but the priority for Gerard and Rangers has got to be get through Europe and win the cup. Otherwise, it is a failure of the season. Craig, you, you mentioned changing the back four, and I wonder if the manager will do that. You said Flanagan. Would you bring him in at left back, or are you suggesting leaving out the captain, bring him in at right back? Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't drop Tavernier purely because I know he's been getting a lot of stick. Uh, this season and some of it deserved but I think for me I wouldn't want to take the risk of putting Flanagan in at right back I'm much more comfortable if they put him at left back uh, even somebody like Andy Halliday I mean you talk about a guy who you know unlike what I've seen for a lot of these players recently every time Andy Halliday is on the park for Rangers whether he's good bad or indifferent he gives you 110% every time he's in that field and yet he never gets a chance to show that um, so if you want players to play for the shot, which some of them haven't been, uh, you know, since this year begun, then maybe he would pay a shout as well. I'd but be more, a left back, yeah. I would change. Craig, I'd be more concerned about my two centre backs. You you watch your two centre, and I, I know that you can say, well, it was up at Perth the uh, conditions. The two centre backs on uh, the weekend Sunday were woeful. At Kilmarnock, they were woeful for Brothy's goal, and all credit to striker. The minute gets it's a terrific finish. Um, I've said for a long, long time I don't think over the course of a season You've got any chance of winning a league With the two centre-backs that they normally play So for me, I would be looking at the two centre-backs I'd need to change something there I'm amazed, Craig, that Daz has given you such a lengthy answer Because I was sure when you came on Daz was just going to say I told you so Because to be fair to him He's banged on for weeks That Katic and Goldson together aren't good enough for where Rangers need to be and it was shown up again at Perth at the weekend it's quite right it was shown up for Brophy's goal simple ball down the middle flick on bang it's a goal for Kilmarnock and they win the game and it was the same with the first goal at the weekend ball over the top Callum Hendry runs in bang it's 1-0 to St Johnson and in the second goal it's almost like an assist from Cartage to tee up Stevie may have absolutely no idea what he was doing he looks like a centre half Whose confidence is shot to bits. I think that there's going to be changes. I think Barisic will be. I think he'll be. Well, this is up. going to be fitness I, dependent. I, I, I think they'll patch him up because I don't think there's any option but to patch Barisic up and get him out there and play. I think he'll play. I think Tavernier obviously will play. I would think Edmondson may play instead of Cattage. What do you think of that, Craig? Because clearly you get where Roger's coming from. Cattage didn't have a good game at the weekend. The defence hasn't looked great and therefore you change something. But I just wonder about the size of the game, the size of the occasion, the added pressure, if that makes it a bit less likely that someone like George Edmondson gets gets thrown into a game of this size. Well, I think, yeah, I think where Edmondson's concerned, I'm not so sure you put him in. I think my back four, personally, I would have Flanagan at left back, I'd have Barisic and Goldson in the middle, and I'd have Tavernier at the right. I think the problem we've got, particularly when Tavernier and Katic are both in that back four, they're two players who are similar in respect of they're actually both better going forward than they are at defending, which is not a good trait for a defender. You, know, you need a defender to either be just as good at the back as he's going forward or better at defending than going forward. Because both Tavernier and Katic, you know, 
are wonderful free kick takers. They can smash a ball home. But they can't defend one And that's that's the problem I don't think it's a realistic option And the reason being Roger I'm going to double check this Because someone can Can shoot me down and tell me I'm wrong I think Flanagan played for Rangers behind closed doors today He's not in the squad He's not not in the Europa League squad So I know it's a a bit of a wish list um, From Craig But in terms of what's realistic And what's likely to happen That's not one of them Yeah, listen If that was going to happen It's more likely to happen at Hearts On Saturday evening in the Scottish Cup Um, As I say I think Barisic will be Ready to play in the game Tavernier will play Goldson will play Because Goldson always plays So it's just a case of Who plays with Goldson Cattage for me The performances Since he came back After the winter break He, he just looks as if He's at that stage Like he was last season Where he just needs Taken out the team For a few weeks After they've been Taken out of the team He gets confidence back He came back in And did look an improved player And he's maybe Just needing left out Again he's still young in terms of a centre half, maybe just needs another rest, another you know spell just out the team to get ready to come back in. Yeah, Stephen Gerrard has finished his press conference, Gordon. So we will be bringing that to you very soon indeed. The issue about you know does Camberry play up front? It's a bit of an on issue. I think mm-hmm. he well, he will. He, he has to. There's no other um, solution. And as as Craig says, I don't expect people to. Take much from the positives on Sunday Because you know what this is like If Celtic or Rangers drop points It, it does seem like a, a big deal But he was a, a major positive For Rangers he, on Sunday You've got to say He was terrific Gordon But you're now at the stage um, I, I never thought I'd be saying this That Rangers tomorrow night Are pinning their hopes on a lad That was with Hibs And Hibs let him go and loan to Rangers So it couldn't have been that important to Rangers and all of a sudden Rangers are pinning their hopes on him But then you look at Guys like Greg Stewart for instance What's he th- He's been sitting waiting for his chance um, People like that But I can He's under- usually been used as Someone a, 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 off the front yeah, though hasn't he Yeah or But people say he can play up there I'm not, I'm not surprised uh, That he's going with them Because You've got to say The boy come on Against St Johnston A wonderful goal Set up uh, The second goal At Rebo so his overall play was very good, Gordon. But you're now looking at the last get into the try again the last sixteen away from home against a very good side, and you're throwing in uh, Camberry, and that's just the way Rangers are just now. Craig, thank you very much for kicking us off. Gary is also a Rangers fan from Mount Florida. What type of reaction are you hoping for tomorrow, Gary? All right, Gordon. Uh, I'm not actually too sure what we'll get tomorrow because uh, you've seen my Rangers this season. Uh, they're very different in Europe to what they are in the domestic uh, games. But what my point is, uh, the night is for the panel, is Stephen Gerrard, for me, he's had his time now. His time's up at Rangers and I would like him away in the summer. Really? Gary, you're uh, at that stage already? Yep. It's just, it's too, it's just too long. It's going on, we can't. People as well that are talking about Gordon, oh well, we're still we're still in the Scottish Cup and, and this and that. that that's not good for Rangers. Rangers is all about winning. Yeah. I grew up watching Rangers day nine in a row, and that's what Rangers is about. And it's not about winning a Scottish Cup or a League Cup now and again. And never mind 2012 and all this which went on. We're back in the big league. He spent plenty of money. And the guy's time's up come the summer as far as I'm concerned So even if he won the Scottish Cup that wouldn't be enough even for you? Even if he won the Scottish Cup that's not enough no. No. Gar- Gary on the 29th of December would you be saying that? Aye Did you I ever be- do you- Well here's a question for you sorry Did you ever believe at the beginning of the season Rangers could win the league? No because I came on the programme actually uh, Gordon will be able to look this up 
uh, I was on after the Hearts game, yeah. uh, the one each draw, not the, not the game we lost the Hearts, the draw, whoever the score was, the draw at Tynecastle in October, I think it was, uh, I was on that, I came on after that game, and I says that every time we have a chance to go top at Preston and Selleck, that we, we don't do it, and I said at that time that Stephen Gerrard wasn't going to deliver a title for Rangers. See, I don't so think. So God, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think they'll rip up uh, the contract and try and move on. I think they'll they'll stick with Stephen Gerrard. I'm not surprised, right? I'm I'm probably different from a lot of people. I looked at the two squads at the beginning of the season, and I can't understand how anyone could tip Rangers squad. Over the course of a season I'm not talking about individual games I'm not talking up to December I'm not talking about I'm talking about over the course of the 38 games How you can look at the two squads And you think that Yeah Rangers could win the league I thought it would be nice and tight It might be, it might not be Because Celtic now get the 12 points with the game in hand But Celtic For me were still Far away in front of Celtic Steven Gerrard I said if he could get a trophy, he needs to win silverware because Gary's right. The amount of money that's been spent, the investment. But Gary doesn't want just silverware. He's settling for the league and the uh, league they're, only. They're, they're, they're not going to win the league, Gordon. And and he's Gary's got to get that in his head just now. It's a case of they need to start one step at a time. They need a bit of silverware, and I will wait to the end of the season because at this moment he's still in the Scottish Cup. But if he wins the Scottish Cup and finishes second. I, I I can't see anything that would change my mind for the beginning of the season saying that's actually a decent season because I never thought for one minute looking at the two squads that Rangers were anywhere near better than Celtic It's, it's a vital week though for Stephen Gerrard It started badly with the drop points at Perth Now it can go one of two ways If Rangers get through in Braga tomorrow afternoon into the last 16 of the Europa League which would be a great achievement considering they started in the first qualifying round of the competition they then go to Tynecastle Saturday evening. I can't imagine Rangers coming away from Tynecastle for a third time this season not having won the game. So I would expect Rangers still to be in the Scottish Cup by Saturday night. However, if the nightmare scenario unfolds for Rangers and they were to be eliminated in Braga and eliminated in Gorgie, then it won't just be Gary who's making these points on the phone. And the one thing I would say, Gary, is... If Rangers and Steven Gerrard go their separate ways at the end of the season, next season's enormous for Rangers. You're assuming Celtic will win this title for nine. Next season's about stopping ten for Rangers. So what do Rangers do? Do they stick with Steven Gerrard and have some continuity going into next season? Or do they just tear up the script and go with someone else? And, And if so, who would you like to see coming in? Right, well, you're saying about continuity, Gordon, but what, uh, sorry, uh, Roger, but what is continuity? Losing in two cup quarterfinals to Aberdeen, finishing nowhere in the league, and then you can't beat St Johnston and Kilmarnock. That's, that's, I don't want continuity if that's what continuity is. It's no, it's no good enough, it's plain and simple. He's had his time. But only the thing about another manager, that's what I was going to like to ask you and Gordon, is there any names you have? Because the only one of the new I can see that could that can stop Celtic then ten as a guy that obviously retired a good number of years ago now is Walter Smith because I don't see any real ideal candidates out there unless you've got any names yourself. Stephen Gerrard's very much in a job 
it doesn't look like there's any chance of that changing right no, now. So I, lining I up a replacement is... I genuinely can't see it. Even, <laughs> a bit beyond listen, even us. I, I spoke about the nightmare scenario unfolding for Rangers of three competitions ending within a week of each other. Even if that were to happen, and I don't think for a minute that it will, Gordon, even if that were to happen, Stephen Gerrard's still in with the bricks. Right, Gary, thank you very much for your thoughts. It's 01419511025. The Rangers manager has finished his press conference in Portugal. We're going to bring you that next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here. Stephen Gerrard and Alan McGregor have just finished their press conference in Portugal. So we're going to cross over and speak to our reporter, Andrew McLean, as well as giving you the very latest from the Rangers camp. Let's take another call first, though, and speak to Wayne, who is a Celtic fan from London. Hi, Wayne. How you doing, guys? All right. How you doing, panel? Hi, Wayne. Hi, Wayne. Uh, I just wondering uh, what, your, what your thoughts are really on the fact that uh, is this Gerard's last hurrah in terms of if he didn't get a result the uh, morning night, uh, a serious question is going to be asked. Uh, I'm a Celtic man, hands up when Lennon came in, uh, was one of the folk that were saying that um, no, he's no glamorous enough uh, after Rogers had left. Uh, however, he's turned it around domestically. Domestically, he's done good. Uh, but in terms of Europe, uh, the more night I'll be saying that um, Rangers, this, this is a, the last hit for Gerard. Well, I mean, going out of Europe at this stage is not a disgrace. No, no, getting I, through I, the group stages, sorry, right? Getting out the group stages is a positive and a bonus, Gordon. Uh, no, I don't think that the manager's job will be on the line if he loses tomorrow night in Portugal. I think he'll come under a bit of uh, criticism if he loses to Hearts in the Scottish Cup. I think that's more important game, but no, I wouldn't say his job's got to be on the line tomorrow night. No, uh, listen, Wayne's entitled to ask the question because Gary, the Rangers fan, asked the question in the previous call. Um, people are now beginning to ask questions of Stephen Gerrard's management they don't all agree with Gary saying you know he should go now and Rangers should look for somebody else but I think if Rangers go through a second consecutive season under Stephen Gerrard with no silverware at all people are entitled to ask questions because we haven't got there yet though have we that's, no, that's the point absol- <laughs> absolutely not. I think Stephen Gerrard is in with the bricks regardless what happens I think the first day of next season it'll be Neil Lennon versus Stephen Gerrard again going for the title I don't think there's any chance even if the nightmare scenario eliminated by Braga eliminated by Hearts unfolds Stephen Gerrard will still be there and I think the board at Ibrox will back him again in the summer I'll be interested to see how much backing he wants though because if you begin to listen to him particularly since the winter break just beginning to complain about the, you know, a lack of character, a, a lack of substance among some of his players. He thought they were there for the long haul. He was maybe mistaken. So interested to see what changes he would affect in the summer. I was interested to hear what you said about Neil Lennon. When did you say that you were one of the the fans who perhaps wasn't so convinced at the time? And, and if so, how far has he gone to surpass your expectations? I mean, horns up, um, you know, uh, I was one of the folk that said straight off the bat, um, I don't know, glamorous, maybe the, not the right word, but um, after Brendan Rodgers was in, um, Neil Lennon wasn't the, the, the perfect fit in terms of what folk were looking for. However, take away uh, the, the dip in form at the start of the season towards Christmas, uh, the change in formation and the way he's done in Europe, and his, his win percentage, it's been phenomenal. So, Go to take your hat off to the man. However, the question 
for me is that, well, whereas I'm turned in terms of being um, a, a non-Lenin supporter at the start, uh, but being right behind them now, the new, I think a lot of the, the Rangers fans might be depending a lot on this next week or fortnight in these couple of games. Well, actually, Gordon, it's um, it's all part of one big jigsaw, isn't it? Because Rangers' dip in form is exaggerated because Celtic are doing so well. Yeah, I think that's you know, right. If, if Rangers were dropping those points and Celtic were dropping points along the way, we wouldn't be having the same reaction. But in this city, you're judged against your nearest rival and Celtic are rampant at the moment. Since the turn of the year, Gordon, have been exceptional. I think the new system with the two up top uh, has been a real bonus for them. And it shows that they can change as well. At Aberdeen, it wasn't really working. It was a terrible day. They went back to the old tried and uh, tested uh, 4 2 3 1. And they got the result. Ayer scoring the winner. So they, they know how to play different systems. But I just think with Griffiths and Edward up front, uh, they look just a different team just now. They look like they can score goals for fun. And um, you're right, I think everyone's pointing the finger at Rangers But you've got to congratulate Celtic in the way they've went about their business How confident are you of progressing when you obviously get the, the away goal up a point in Copenhagen Is that enough to see you through this week? Oh, I was devastated to be honest to get a draw um, Because watching the first half you're like, ah, oh, we can take this um, And it's it's the first time in many years where we've got that monkey half or shooter where you're going to say, right, this away day, who day, um, like, uh, just forget about it. Like, we're a, a good, young, competent team. Um, we don't have this uh, thing that's hung over us for years. We can go away from him, and we had a great first half performance. In the second half, we just, we just collapsed. So, I, I'll take the away, away goal, uh, but I should have done much better. However, hats after Rangers, uh, they did a phenomenal second half. Good man, that was Wayne, a Celtic fan from London Let's cross over live to Portugal Speak to our reporter, Andrew McLean Who's been with the Rangers camp this afternoon, Andrew Yes, hello from the Braga Municipal Stadium Which I must say is quite an incredible stadium If you get the chance, I would uh, go on to at Clyde SSB on Twitter I posted up a video of the stadium And it's actually built into the side of a mountain There's a big cliff overlooking the pitch from behind one of the goals There's a big scoreboard on it It's quite spectacular looking And interestingly enough, you'll see that there's actually big wires That attach one of the main stands to the other main stand Across the top of the pitch And that's because one of the sides is built in to the side of the mountain and it's actually holding the other stand up so um, it's it's definitely quite spectacular and, and quite a stadium to go to as well so it's uh, certainly one that a lot of people will look forward to either, either coming to tomorrow or, or being in the ground as well I'd actually agree with them on that Gordon I don't know if you're, if you're a fan of architecture no, I just remember it when was it, was it 2004 the Euros in Portugal Roger is that is that right? Yeah. No, Gordon won't remember. Yeah, yeah. No. I just always remember watching it on TV. It's pretty cool. Yeah, if you want to see it, oh. go and look at, at Clyde SSB. Uh, check it out on That's Twitter. That's the one with the big scoreboard behind the goals. Oh, behave yourself. The, is it? Um, enough about that anyway. Andrew, what about <laughs> the football? What was the main message coming from Steven Gerrard? Any fitness concerns or anything like that? Yeah, well, in terms of team news, of course, Morelos is, is back. Uh, oh, sorry, suspended, of course, for this when he was booked for descent in the first leg. So he'll sit out of this one. Florian Camberry is expected to start. Steven Gerrard said that after the game at the weekend. Ryan Jack does return from his ban. He sat out of the first leg. But the big news is that Borna Barisic is fit for this one. He was in full training back in Glasgow this morning. He flew over with the squad and he's good to go. So you would expect that he would be in the starting lineup 
tomorrow. And in terms of the game, Gerard says that despite holding a lead in this tie, they won't be turning up to just sit in and suffer for 90 minutes. He's looking for them to go out, create and score goals. We want to come here and carry a threat. We want to try and cause as many problems uh, to Braga defensively as we possibly can. In no way are we coming here to hold on and suffer for uh, the majority of the game. So um, I think it was quite clear last week we had some problems in the first half down to our shape and maybe individuals within our shape doing uh, different things to what we actually wanted to do. Uh, once we regrouped and reset that at half-time and we played as a team with, with the right structure and the right organisation, that allowed us to be more of a threat and be more attacking. And uh, the difference over both halves from attacking point of view is we took our chances. Um, we got a little bit of luck with the third goal. So, you know, we expect tomorrow, if we've got the right game plan and we carry it out to, to the best of our ability, that we can cause problems or create chances. And then it's obviously over to individual players to go and execute. Andrew, of course, there's been a lot of negativity after that game against St. Johnson at the weekend. That's to be expected. What I don't necessarily expect is that Stephen Gerrard sat there and told you who he was going to drop and, and who he was going to bring in. But what was said with regards to you know sort of recovering from the weekend and, and whether he would shake things up at all? Yeah, of course, he doesn't have a lot of personnel to change, even if he wanted to. Philip Hellander is, is still out. George Edmondson doesn't have a lot of experience at all in this competition. I think he's only appeared twice and it was in qualifiers, but you know, Conor Goldson and Nikola Katic it was a shaky defensive performance against St Johnston. It, it has happened since the winter break and Stephen Gerrard, you know, he, he was saying it's in terms of just trying to cut out and eradicate those uh, individual errors because he expects that if they do have them, they will get punished tomorrow night. Well, I think against this level of opposition, um, if you make big individual errors, I'm sure they'll be punished. Um, I don't think necessarily against Braga last week it was individual errors. I think it was more a mixture of us not having the right shape and organisation at the time the goals happened and also um, I think you'd have to pay respect to the opposition um, I think the first goal is a wonderful strike in any game of football um, and the second goal there's a bit of real good play from, from their behalf albeit we have analysed both goals and feel as if we could have done better as a team um, but going back to your question of course at any uh, level of football Certainly Europa League against the opposition like Braga You need to eradicate individual errors Of course you do Anything else to note uh, Andrew I'm thinking the conditions here were very difficult last week The weather was miserable And of course that Ibrox pitch has been suffering Any similar concerns over there? Yeah, well, if you're coming over here and you're expecting to get a nice escape from the Glasgow weather, I think you'll be a bit disappointed because it has been raining here, but it is meant to be dry for the game tomorrow. Unfortunately, not sunny. It was actually 23 degrees and sunny yesterday, but unfortunately, it's, it's not going to be those conditions tomorrow. In terms of the, the city, not too much in terms of sightseeing. Plenty of bars and restaurants for Rangers fans to enjoy while they're over here. I reckon about 5,000 will actually be in the stadium for... Rangers tomorrow they've they've got a sort of extra allocation because a lot of the Braga fans can't actually make it to the game because of work commitments with it being an early kickoff and there is absolutely no issues with the pitch whatsoever I was down uh, by the pitch side earlier on it looks a, a smooth surface so it should be conducive for a, a good game of football tomorrow Thank you to Andrew McLean he'll keep an eye on that tomorrow bring you all the post-match reaction as well what do you make of what Stephen Gerrard had to say? Yeah I think he's learned from the, the, the first game Gordon he'll have a game plan 
Uh, you've got to look at Braga uh, When Rangers scored They looked a bit nervy Rangers got at them uh, The one thing that everybody noticed is They hold a very high line So he might be working on balls For his runners in behind Timing that Maybe cause him a problem there uh, He's right in saying that he has to come out And try and, and attack Because I don't see them sitting in And holding you know, for a nil-nil draw To get them through to the next round So I think they've got to score But I think they've got to be positive And the way he's talking I think that's the way he's got to go about his business tomorrow night This is where you've always got to have a Well, a bit of sympathy for managers And I can hear people saying No, you don't because he signs them However, Stephen Gerrard talking about Eradicating individual errors, Roger Of all the things in football That must be the thing that is you know Easiest said than done Yeah, and eventually You get to a point where you have to accept that some people can't eradicate the individual errors and then you have to look for other individuals to take over from them, Gordon. So quite how long Steven Gerrard is going to give the players who are making those errors before he pulls them out of the team, I'm not so sure. But interesting to see his lineup. I think they will carry an attacking threat tomorrow because they have to. As Taz says, 1-0 to Braga puts them out of the competition. Rangers might need to score one. They might need to score two if they're to progress tomorrow night. But I think Hadji... Having scored the two goals last week, will play. Camberry will play. You would imagine a midfield three would be Arfield, Jack, and Davis. So does that mean Joe Aribo plays instead of Ryan Kent? Because Aribo scored a terrific goal against Braga last week. Scored against St Johnson at the weekend. I was reading. I think it's a year, calendar year, since Ryan Kent had an assist in the Scottish Premiership. A bit like Katic at the back that we spoke about earlier on. Looks short of confidence. Looks short of form. You know, how many chances is he going to get when you see a Rebo who's been playing well constantly left out or played out of position? There's one for you, Rangers fans. Ryan Kent, keep the faith or give someone else a chance. Let us know. It's the ideal time for you to call, actually, because we're going to get some travel with Stephen and then we could be speaking to you next. 0141-951-1025. Got some very interesting team news for you from Fir Park as well. That's next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, building up to two massive Europa League ties over the next coming night, uh, but also a big game in the Premiership this evening as well. So if there are any Motherwell or St Mirren fans out there, maybe you're heading along to the game, you're just checking in on the team news to see who's playing, why not get in touch? And let us know what you're expecting I don't know if you're expecting Eight goals You certainly can't get A penalty shootout tonight But if you get anywhere Near the drama Of last week It will be worth The admission fee Going to do the starting 11s Roger As we usually do But it's not often That the headline Team news comes from A substitutes bench And on the Motherwell Substitutes bench tonight Number 7 David Turnbull Hasn't played In 9 Months The Scottish football writer's Young player of the year Last year On the verge of that Big move to Celtic You all know the story Medical issues undercover Couldn't go ahead And he's been out Ever since And he is back On the bench tonight Talk about That being like A new signing For Stephen Robinson Yeah and it's an Enormous boost Personally for David It's been a very Torrid nine months Um, At one stage he thought He was going to Norwich City In the English Premiership Um, Then he thought He was going to Celtic Medical tests Found this problem with a knee that he, he didn't even know he had the problem in his knee I actually saw him the first day of the season When Motherwell played at Livingston He was there with Motherwell fans He was in crutches You know, he was still in the early stages of his rehab Motherwell at that stage Sort of pencilled him in Maybe if they were really positive Coming back after the winter break 
It's taken them a few weeks longer just to get things right. But what a boost it's been. You know, at a time when Jake Carley's teammate now faces seven months in the sideline with an Achilles injury, at a time when James Scott, who came through the you know the, the ranks at Motherwell with it, has headed off in his own big money move to Hull City. And what ended a, up with a season-ending injury as well. Absolutely. You couldn't make it up. But what, what a boost it is for David tonight. You know, and it would be great to if he could get on even just for a few minutes. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Not just for you know we're being a bit selfish, Motherwell, Motherwell. Yeah, it's for the player, it's for him, isn't one, it? One million percent, Gordon. Absolutely terrific for a boy. Uh, when you get an injury as a professional footballer, it's and as long as that, it's a lonely place. Every morning, getting into the treatment room, going with the physio. You know, you watch the the lads going away to the training ground and doing their uh, bits and pieces. You want to be involved in that. Sometimes it really gets you down And it's been a long hard fight back for him But I'm delighted to see him back in the bench Would you throw him on for five minutes or uh, four yeah. tonight? Yeah well uh, You go with, you go with the, the physios um, You know What he says about it If he's on the bench tonight That shows that he's ready yeah, to I come on And a, take part played an 11 v 11 amongst the middle players Two weekends ago Was down I think in London Seeing a specialist At the start of the week So he's clearly had The, the, the go ahead If you like yeah. He is on the bench tonight So the starting 11 For Motherwell Gillespie in goal uh, A back four of Donnelly Gallagher Hartley And Tate A midfield Three of O'Hara Polworth And Campbell With Hilton And Ahrens Supporting Tony Watt Up front on the bench Carson Grimshaw Sadorf Illich Mugabe McKeever And David Turnbull as for St Mirren I think it's the same team That raced into that 4-1 lead At half time This time last week Cladkane goal A back four of Hodson McCarthy Fomeo And Waters Foley And McPherson The holding midfielders Then the likes of Dermis And I'm doing this Off the top of my head McGrath In behind Yakubiak And Obika I've missed somebody out Clearly Roger I think that's only They're 10 only playing it? with 10 Cammy McPherson Cam McPherson yeah, We've got a great we go. chance I think we've missed a trick tonight Gordon I really do I'm a bit disappointed With my little manager I wouldn't have played Any centre halves <laughs> Just like last week Last week Second half Go at them uh, well, You tell us now When the two of you are down In the media facilities At Firth Park After the game tonight Please pass on our best To David Turnbull Will you I yes. will do yeah. uh, Linus Andrew McAllister Mullen Morias Chabby And Wallace on the bench For St Mirren So any fans out there Heading along Give us a call How good is it for you Motherwell fans To see David Turnbull Back in the squad Before we do that though Graham is on the line He's from Motherwell But he's a Rangers fan What's on your mind tonight Graham? <clears throat> First time caller guys How you all doing? What made you call tonight then Graham? I'm always fascinated by what Tips people over the edge And makes them pick up the phone For the first time <laughs> Yeah well it's, I mean I was listening to The various call-ins And then the, the, the chat about You know Stephen Gerrard's position After the end of, of Of this week potentially And it just You know I just I'm shaking my head thinking You know Even any thought of, of Stephen Gerrard Leaving Rangers Is madness Absolute madness um, I'm a typical Rangers fan You know you're, you're spitting bullets After the performance At the weekend And then you look back on it And you think No actually the performance level Was okay Barring some real terrible Individual mistakes And you know You think back a few years ago Where we were at It's, it's night and day We've got, a, we've got a, you know, a, a great squad Great value in the squad We've got international profile uh, And we're, we're really we've, we've moved on leaps and bounds And the only thing that's wrong Just now is consistency we were getting beat 3-0, 4-0, 5-0 off Celtic not, not so long ago. So you really have to sort of, you know, take stock and, and think, you know, this is another another step in the right direction. Um, we, we, we might be out of Europe. We might be out of the Scottish Cup and have no silverware. 
Um, but in my eyes, the quality of football that, that, that we're playing and, and what Stephen Gerrard's doing, it's a bit of a journey we're on and we all just need to have a wee think about it and, 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 and trust the process, you know? Yeah, Gordon Dale, I know you well enough to know what you're going to respond. You're going to say Rangers do look better, but they should because they've been backed and they've signed a lot of money. However, that, that doesn't make it not true. You know, Graham didn't didn't say that they hadn't. Rangers are better now than they were last yes, season. I agree, I agree with that. Um and I will go back to my argument. <laughs> I, 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 I thought you might. I'm, I'm fed up hearing this. Oh, we were three years ago. Look, we were. You brought in th- over three teams in two seasons. You've spent millions of pounds in players. Now, I'm sorry. You really should be better. I am with Graham. I don't think that Rangers will get rid of Steven Gerrard. I think they've backed him at the hill. He's brought in a lot of players, as I've just touched on. But the one thing that you've got to remember is. If you are saying, right, this is Rangers, as Rangers support, this is Rangers, this is our club and we've got 49,000 people and we've got a terrific squad. I'm sorry, in two years as a manager, you've got to win silverware, Gordon. You've got to, you can't. What happens if it goes another year? Are you going to turn around and say, well, we finished second, we were runners up in the Scottish Cup, but we've got another terrific squad once again. Look where we were four years ago. Is is it going to be the same story? For me, in, in the League Cup final, Rangers should have won that game. Uh, yeah, should Gerard have is not good enough. Putting the ball in the net. The, the team that went out there could have, on another day, won that quite comfortably. Now, we can argue all, all we like about the, the, the reason that was, but there was enough chances for Alfredo Morelos to put the ball in the net. On another day, he might have done it. I mean, we can't, we can't say that... that that, that you know, not winning that game with 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 as a, as a reason to, to say well, Stephen Gerrard's you know, not 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 living up to expectations. Graham, hold on. I, and well, to be fair to Graham, though, there is a, there is a bit of a problem there when because le- leagues are one thing, Gordon. Right, that, mm-hmm. that's the ultimate measure of consistency. But when you go about pinning your hopes on silverware or any type of silverware, you kind of forget the fine margins that can be involved in winning in a cup competition. I think that's the point Graham's trying to make. It's not so much that Rangers lost the League Cup because they were they weren't good enough or, or they were miles off Celtic. To, winning silverware, actually getting over the line sometimes is not easy. Right, but that is your job as a Rangers manager or a Celtic manager. You're judged on, and Stephen Gerrard's even come out and said that. I'll get back to Graham's point. He says about the League Cup final, they probably p- played the weakest Celtic team. That's played this season They had Lewis Morgan As a centre forward They had Elian Rissi Wide that wasn't fit They had players All over the place And then all of a sudden They brought on Edward And the two Rangers Centre halves Knees went like jelly Gordon Now I don't think For one minute And I don't want Steven Gerrard to, I think he's Terrific for Scottish football Right His profile and everything the, the fact is He's got to win a trophy Somewhere along the line I said at the beginning Of the season You look at the two squads I don't know how anybody can think Rangers can outmatch Celtic for 38 games. If he wins a trophy, if he wins a trophy, and he's in the, whether he wins tomorrow night or not, I would sit at the end of the season on this show and say, do you know what? The Rangers managers had a good season for me. Because that's what I expected of him. Roger, just briefly, for the second night in a row, and this is something I spoke to, to some of my colleagues about earlier on, so, somehow we're in this debate about Stephen Gerrard's staying or going I don't think that that is really a conversation To be had at the moment There's absolutely no suggestion that it's at that stage But what happened is I phone in we, we, we sort of go with the flow And a couple of Rangers fans have phoned in Expressed their concerns And then you get taken down that path As if it's a legitimate debate to be had right now I just mean from Rangers perspective 
I just don't think we're there yet Yeah it's very strange Two of the callers we've had tonight are complete opposite ends of the spectrum Of Rangers fans We had Gary on earlier on One thing Stephen Gerrard off the premises Now And now we've got Graham on the phone from Motherwell saying Well think where Rangers were three years ago And you know we're improving And it doesn't really matter if we don't win anything I, I think the truth probably has to lie somewhere in the middle um, as I've said, regardless what happens this week in Braga or at Tynecastle, I think Stephen Gerrard is in with the bricks and will still be Rangers manager next season. Um, but eventually, as Dan says, a Rangers manager who has had the financial backing from the board that Stephen Gerrard has had, it doesn't really matter where Rangers were three years ago. He's going to have to win something at some stage. Graham, just because the news is fast approaching quickly before we let you go, does having that lead tomorrow, is that enough to make Rangers favourites? No, I think Braga were the slickest team before the Ibrox this season. They were absolutely fantastic, and we did we did rattle them. But I think that we played away is a different, a, a, you know, a, a different game altogether. Well, time will tell. Graham, thank you very much for giving us a call for the very first time. Hopefully, we'll speak to you soon. That was Graham in Motherwell, and it's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. It's Beat the Pundit time It's your chance to win a signed ball But only if you can get more football questions right Than Roger Hanna or Gordon DL Don't worry, Roger starts on minus one To give you a bit of a chance Because he's a bit of a know-it-all And if you want to step up to the plate tonight 0141 951 1025 Call us now, call us before 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL is here Roger Hanna's alongside him A few things on the show tonight We've been building up to Rangers game in Braga tomorrow We heard from Stephen Gerrard Looking to cut out individual errors He's not expecting Rangers to sit in and suffer For 90 minutes Of course Celtic Copenhagen is on Thursday And even closer than both of them 40 minutes time Motherwell against St Mirren David Turnbull back amongst the subs For Motherwell tonight So give us your thoughts on the lines 01419511025 We'll hear from the likes of Stephen Robinson and Jim Goodwin After we do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Beat the Pundit time Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are ready Gordon DL Starts on zero Roger Hanna starts on minus one And one of them will be taking on Paul from Huggenfield tonight Hi Paul Hiya How are you? I'm good thank you Yeah not too bad at all Are you fancying your chances? Would you take take on either of them this evening if you had the choice? Oh I'd have beat Gordon Deal this season I'd give him his first loss of the season so Really? Could you put on? You want another ball? He's lost the no, last No, no, I just want to take on Roger Hanna and get humiliated, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'll toss the coin and see who it is going to be. Heads, it's Roger. Tails, it's Gordon. And I'm afraid it's round two with Gordon DL. Tails, oh, Paul. Oh, the rematch. Against Gordon. Rematch. This, this could be like Fury, Fury Wilder, Wilder That's exactly what I was thinking. Paul does too. I didn't know there was a rematch clause in there. Yeah. Because last time, did, were you not... Was your Crazy Were your clothes not too heavy last time yeah. And your legs were I'll like jelly walking So his clothes are his nose <laughs> His nose was too heavy last time uh, right. Just go on Minus Do you want something else to listen to? Crazy well, I can't I don't pick the songs It's not a jukebox I'll just give you Clyde 2 uh, He's giving me the nod Paul You have 30 seconds You're up against Gordon As you will know You can pass So if you don't know it Pass it and move on quickly Okay Good man Paul Your time Starts I'm going to turn his mic off Just in case he starts singing <laughs> Right your time Starts Now Who is Rangers Most recent signing 
Oh, Hadji. Who are Chelsea playing in the Champions League tonight? Oh, pass. How many league games have Celtic won since the winter break? League games. Nine. Where will this year's Europa League final be held? Gdansk. How many Scottish League titles has Fraser Forster won? Uh, three. Who is Hibs' top league scorer this season? Uh, Porteous. Who did Darren Fletcher end his career with? I knew. Okay, let's oh, no, bring Gordon back. <laughs> Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah. Great. Same set of questions to you. Are you Go ready? On, yeah. Okay, your time starts once I turn this bit of paper over. Now. Who is Rangers' most recent signing? Campari. Who are Chelsea playing in the Champions Bayern League tonight? Munich. How many league games have Celtic won since the winter break? Eight. Where will this year's Europa League final be held? Oh, I pass. I know that too. Go. How many Scottish League titles has Fraser Forster won? Fraser Forster, uh, five. Who is Hibs' top league scorer this season? Um, Deutsch. Who did Darren Fletcher end his career with? Uh, Wills. Okay, okay. Uh, Paul, what do you think? Are we going to have to take this to a trilogy or have you done him? I think so. I think so. Has he done me again? I'm not sure. Let's find out. I don't think so. We'll find out though. I don't think so. Uh, Who's Rangers' most recent signing? It's Canberry. He sort of had the. I can see why you went Hadji, Paul. Yeah, you were out by a a few days. So Gordon goes one in front, Chelsea. Are playing Bayern Munich, I'm afraid. Gordon goes two in front. Yes! For anyone who's interested. (laughs) Um, Come on, Paul, keep up. Billy Gilmore is amongst the subs for Chelsea tonight. So hopefully he gets on. How many league games have Celtic won since the winter break? Paul, you said nine, it's eight. I can't believe this is happening. Oh. Hang up, Paul, hang up. He's unbearable. There's not much wrong with his hip now. You got me moving. Uh, where will this year's Europa League final oh, be held? Where is that? Did I tell you that this question was worth five points? Did I tell you that before we started? <laughs> Do you know what I, I was. Somebody told me that there. It's Gdansk. Oh, no, no, that's the wrong place. I was going the wrong place. Paul never got that either. He did. Ooh, and that one was worth five us, points, that question All of a sudden I'm worried um, Unfortunately not How many Scottish League titles has Fraser Forster won? It's three I was going to go three Don't Paul tell. got no, it right No, has he? Are you, are you panicking that your celebrations were a bit premature? Uh, no, I think Paul's on? bottled after You think so? Yeah, he's got two and that's him Who is Hibs' top league scorer this season? Deutsch I'm afraid it is Christian Deutsch oh, I think that puts Gordon out of sight Darren Fletcher Write it down Just m- No it was Stoke He had one after that Stoke. So there we oh. go Miles oh. off both of you He never even played for Wolves So I don't know what you were on about But I was comfy about him So it was one, two, three, four, five For Gordon And a two for, two for you Paul Hardlines uh, Paul where do you, where do you yeah. live by any Where do you live? Nearer near Motherwell anyway No no I was just going to come around And pick the ball back up Not the one you won oh. off me I'll drop it off to you Thank you time. very much Paul I'm glad you come back on I'll I feel good now well. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful Good, good game Paul That was Paul and Huggenfield Thank you very much to Paul Your chance to beat the pundit We'll be back at the same time tomorrow <laughs> He didn't celebrate like this When he scored the League Cup I know. I was, I was a big game for me the night See Paul had to take me the night Oh, Pressure on Pressure was on there I was really concerned Because Paul's a good player <laughs> Jeez would you listen to this honestly right uh, where were we 01419511025 on the phones at Clyde SSP on Twitter let's hear from you get all your thoughts in it's a big night for Motherwell and St Mirren it's a big night tomorrow for Rangers big night on Thursday for Celtic so no shortage of discussion points let's hear from you I'll tell you who we can hear from 
Let's hear from the management ahead of Motherwell against St Mirren. As managers sometimes do, they just step aside and pass the media duties on to their number two. Here's what Keith Lasley had to say ahead of this one. If you go a full season, it's always going to you're going to have you know kind of ups and downs if you like in terms of our form. Have we been as free flowing and uh, as we were early on in the season? You know, possibly not. But what you've got to remember is we're up against you know this league is demanding. This league is you know not just going to turn up and yeah, Motherwell having a great start to the season. Let's them um, continue to have a great start. You've got opposition out there that are trying to work you out and trying to combat you. And, and as I say in this division, if you're not quite at it and you're you know five or ten percent down. Um, you know, it's, it makes a big difference um, when there's fine margins. So between winning and losing, you know, we've been just on the other side of those fine margins recently, and you know, it's up to us to try and turn that back round. But uh, you know, we know the division we're in. We know how hard we had to work to get to that position. It's up to us to try and maintain that now and and, uh, and push on again for this last part of the season. You can lose momentum, but you can gain it again pretty quickly as well in football. And um, it's another whole match for us. It's an opportunity, but you know, we only have to look at. Uh, last week to realise it for not we are that five or ten percent down that St Martin have got players that can hurt us. Yeah, St Martin boss Jim Goodwin's hoping the fans can help them on to another victory at Fir Park. Heading back there, this one's a rearranged league match. Remember, so a week ago it was a Scottish Cup tie. They threw away a three-goal lead, but did win on penalties. Uh, here's what Jim Goodwin had to say: The second half took kind of the wind out of all of our sails, to be honest, and and the fans as well, rightly so, were. Um, you know, we're fearing the worst like the rest of us were, but I tell you what, come extra time, um, they really drove the boys on. And then, you know, the players were talking about it after the game, were very appreciative of that support just to try and get them over the line and, and, and get us the penalties, I suppose. And uh, yeah, the, the reception at the end that the players got, the reaction, you know, with the fans was brilliant. And they've been, they've been a credit to themselves. Uh, from day one since I've come back to the club, both home and away, but in particular, those guys that make the trip on the road with us because, um, you know, as I said, we're always aware of the level of expense that people go to, particularly this time of year when the games are coming ticking fast. It's hard to imagine anything close to last week, Gordon, just because you don't get many eight-goal thrillers. I'm not sure Motherwell will ever play as badly at home as they did in the first half. Last week um, Never say never But it does seem like this one Has got the makings of a A more low-key affair No, I think it'll still be a good game, Gordon I think there's a lot to play for Obviously St Mirren down near the bottom Mother will try to stretch that gap to four points With Aberdeen um, I think last last week was just That 45 minutes The manager was at Discussed it with the team Decided to say Right, we're 4-1 down We're out the cup We're Take the centre-backs off They were woeful Defending was woeful uh, And all of a sudden The confidence minute you get back to 4-2 And St Mirren did panic But well done to Jim Goodwin And everyone concerned They eventually got through To meet Aberdeen With the penalty kicks uh, But I think we'll have Another good game tonight It's a neat spell You know you boys see Motherwell a lot more than I do Anytime I saw, see them And I saw them with Mark Guidi At Hamilton at the weekend For Super Scoreboard I wasn't particularly impressed with them I don't, I don't get the feeling They're in a Rich vein of form at the moment And yet If they win tonight They go four points clear of Aberdeen In the race for that You know Passport into the Europa League Next season It's a, it's a great achievement By Stephen Robinson And these players if, if they could do it You know Their best player Turnbull Out all season On the bench tonight For the first time James Scott Sold Jake Carroll Out for seven months Christopher Long Before his suspension Their injuries as well Devante Cole Brought back by his parent club At every turn 
you know, they seem to have had some sort of obstacle put in their way. And yet, as we say, if they win tonight, they're four points clear of Aberdeen. There seems to be an acceptance, Gordon, that the teams, in fact, every team really, but particularly those clubs at, at that level, you're going to have a bad spell within a season. Motherwell are seven games without a win. They've not won any of their last seven yet, as Roger says, are still third. If they can somehow come out of their bad spell and be best of the rest, enter a better spell with David Turnbull back in the fold, then... It, it could well be I think, a cause for optimism. I think that would be Robinson. a massive bonus, Gordon. You're right. Um, you're going. Every team is going to go through a, a bad patch, especially from you know the Aberdeen, Motherwell, Aberdeen's all the way down. Um, you know, you look at Aberdeen, supposed to be the third biggest club. They've struggled all season as well, and at home is in particular. Um, and you're seven games without a win. And it's an opportunity tonight at home against St Mirren to go four points in front. I think you would. Yeah, I think that'd be a terrific and, uh, season. And if we agreed that Turnbull is Motherwell's best player, where does he play when he comes back into the team? Because the team has sort of evolved, if you like, without him. And actually been pretty good without and him. Been yeah, pretty good. You know, up until the weekend, they've more or less gone four three three. The weekend they changed it because of the personnel issues. Started with three at the bag, the way they'd finished the cup tie against St Mirren. They then had to change it to four at half time after Christopher Long had been sent off. How did they line up to get the best out of Turnbull? No idea would be the answer. Yeah, but I, I think that eventually he will come back into the team, Gordon, because he's such a talent. Uh, I.e., why Celtic were prepared to sp- uh, spend that sort of money on the boy. Um, I know that, but he'll just have to wait. He'll need to be patient. Um, as I say, I'd love to see him come on, get a bit of the game tonight, and just start building his career once again. Speaking of Celtic, David is a Celtic fan from Blantyre. What's your point tonight, David? Hi, good evening, uh, Gordon, Gordon, and Roger. Hello. Um, thanks, thanks for, for for taking my call. No um, it's just a a point, really. Obviously, since we got to the the, the winter break, um, Rangers won uh, at Celtic Park in the twenty ninth of December. And there seemed to be a bit of a furor about, you know, um, Rangers deservedly won the game. Uh, with, you know, I'm a Celtic fan, so, uh, you know, I don't have any any hesitation in saying how they deserve to win the game. But there was a bit of a furor, and then, you know, going into the winter break, uh, both teams went away. Rangers were two points behind their game in hand. And I, I just felt that at the time there was a bit, uh, a bit of a... It, was, it seemed to be a, a, a bit of a you know a swing towards Rangers that right okay Rangers will will power on from from there. Um, in my mind, it was always seemed to be that Celtic. If you looked at the the, the, the first eleven against the, the uh, eleven against each other, Celtic did have the, the 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 better first team, and and then in terms of the squad, that when it comes to the later on, and the you know end of January February that they would kick on because we had a better squad and I just felt that it was a bit early um, for, you know, to say that, you know, Rangers are going to do this and do that. And Celtic kept the council and just kept going on and then since they went a break, they've just steamrolled teams and they've won the games and they've won them with playing good football and the change to the two up front as well, which I think has helped Edward. Um But it suited the team and... Uh, I, I can't see any anything changing towards the end of the season that um, I think Celtic will win the league 
which would obviously be the light, delighted about, and that's the most important thing to me in terms of the league. If you had to pick one, David, and I accept that it's probably a combination of both, but just humour me. I'm easily amused. What if you had to pick one out of squad depth or the change to three five two? What's been the most important factor out of those two after the break? Um, I would say squad depth. Go along with uh, that, Gordon. Um, I th- no, I think the three five two um, has been a. You know, a real bonus for Celtic And I know that Griffiths is back there with Edward And the two of them can put the ball in the back of it Also a big, big difference for me since January Is the form of Vincham You know, you would never have thought he would have kept Ryan Christie out the side And if it was the strongest 11 tomorrow, he'd been it He'd certainly been it, Gordon And you look at Vincham, the form that he's had You look at... um, you know, Griffiths coming back, starting to score a goal, starting to look sharp again. You look at the form of McGregor, you look at the form of some of the Celtic players, and then over over on the other side, you've got Kent off for Morelis can't score. You know, the centre backs are getting coming in for a lot of criticism. So it's completely turned over. And Celtic, as as David said there, they're just blowing teams away. And I'll be interested to see the makeup of the Celtic midfield for me on Thursday night against Copenhagen because Scott Brown Limped off in Denmark last week Missed the game against Kilmarnock at the weekend And Cham, who you've spoken about, missed the game Neil Lennon said they were both touch and go for Thursday night You have to remember Ryan Christie suspended After picking up that yellow card for the handball When he conceded the penalty in Denmark So you would think, if it's a 3-5-2 Which you would expect it to be McGregor nailed on Rogic, probably nailed on now if neither Brown nor Encham make it, does Near Beaton come in as well, or, or what is the makeup of that Celtic? Well, can, he certainly can fit in there, Roger, because that's obviously his natural position. Uh, very comfortable in the ball, and probably have most of the possession at Celtic Park. So I don't think that would be, you know, you'd look at that as a gamble. Uh, if that was the case, I think Neil Lennon would be quite comfortable with putting him in. How comfortable or otherwise are you at this stage, David? We're a couple of days out, so I don't know what what stage the roller coaster of, of emotions and confidence is at. Do you expect Celtic to go through? Um, I, I, I would certainly hope so. Um, after the the initial start that they, that they had in Copenhagen, um, there could have been a couple of goals to the good. Um, I think that we will go through. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see where that takes us from there But um, I think we've, we've just got too much Over the course of the, the, of the park From the back to the front We'll be too good for them And hopefully that will, that will see us through Whether or not whether it's one goal or two goal um, I, I'd be delighted either way Thank you very much David and Blantyre Let's hear a bit from Lee Griffiths on that note He believes Celtic are improving with every game They made it 10 straight wins domestically Since that old firm defeat at the weekend Griffiths says they are also well placed To get through on Thursday I think there's a resilience about this squad That you know, it's got a never say die attitude And we just keep going for the night For the first minute to the 90th minute We just keep going, we're relentless And everything we do, but a bit training or on the, in the pitch um, And it's starting to show you also show your strength and depth as well as the resilience. You've got key guys like James and Scott out today, other guys step in. Just take each game as it comes. Um, and we just look forward to Thursday night with a massive game and you know, a great opportunity to try and get in the last 16. 
So that was Lee Griffiths We hear from him from time to time On Clyde One Super Scoreboard Someone that we very rarely In fact I don't know if we've ever heard from him Since he came back Is the Rangers goalkeeper Alan McGregor He just doesn't seem to do much in front of the press But he has tonight in Portugal And we're going to hear from Alan McGregor next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Time for Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel to tackle tonight's full-time teaser. Now, the full-time teaser works like this. You send the questions in to us and we give the guys about 30 minutes or so at the end of the show to see if they can come up with the answers. So you have to stay tuned until the end to see if they get them all and if you can get them all. Now, last week's, by all accounts, was the worst ever. Oh, horrendous. It was just too tough. I try and test you guys. John Smith sends the questions and we, we try and test them. It was probably too tough last week, so you'll be pleased to know. I think tonight's is at least tougher. 3% easier, I mm. would say. Oh. All right. So John says tonight, please listen, Gordon. I, I don't, mm. I'm just not in the mood to repeat this over okay. and over again. Mm-hmm. Prior to 1993, name the last 10 non Scots to have played in a European Cup or UEFA Cup final. And they've played in Scotland for a non-old firm side Now there is a bit of detail there I'll certainly repeat it a couple of times Prior to 93 Name the last 10 Scot- the last ten non-Scots To have played in a European Cup or UEFA Cup final And played in Scotland at some point For a non-old firm team <laughs> Set us off Roger Prior to 93 10 non-Scots to have played Now They've played in the final prior to 93 Could they have played in Scotland after 93? Yes Yeah, so And many could. of them did I'm with you Oh Sneaky I am with you I am So you, Roger you don't need me to tell you this Because you get it But for your benefit Right Just think of guys who Came up here And had a Good European pedigree under their belt You know you don't you don't need to know the specifics what? You don't even need to really I think I might be too early Pascali Bruno Show me you're working um, well, no played Scott, for Hearts he's Italian Played for Hearts And I think he played for Juventus In our European final And Torino Played in two Well done Pascale oh. Bruno Roger Many of we get ten There are easier ones than that I mean in terms of guys That came up here with You know Big reputations and so on And Having Been about So to speak The only thing I would I'll give you a little nudge Okay So there are a bit of English Players there yeah Yeah a lot I'll give you a nudge just because we're looking for them to have played for... No, it doesn't mean they didn't also play for the old firm. Yes. Yeah, so they've played for someone else. Yes. And in fact, one of these guys in particular is much better known for having played for an old firm team. I must admit, I'm not entirely sure I remember. I knew that he played for... For one of the old firm. Uh, no, for the for the non-old firm team. Oh, right, sorry. I see yeah. what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Right, so you've got Pascali Bruno so far. <laughs> no. No, no, no. I'm now thinking English, you see. Yeah. There are. A, yeah, a couple of English, a few Englishmen in there. Oh. What about uh, Sergei Bogdanovich? No. I'm just, in, in terms of timings, I'm just thinking, what about the Ravanelli? Too early for Ravanelli? Yeah, not, not Ravanelli, no. I mean, he played Champions League final after that, didn't he? Yeah. Scored him one, did he not? Yeah, yeah, for Juventus. Before he came to Dundee. Um, this is a good one, I like this. Do you? I don't. I like this. 
I really don't like yeah, that. There's a few different categories. There's one guy in here in particular that he just, you know, arrives in these parts, plays for a team not not too far from here, and you just think, oh, what a pedigree he had. What's he doing here? Clyde Bank. Played with Clyde Bank. <laughs> oh, Chris Waddle. Yes, that's one. Oh. So played for Marseille in 91. Played, and Falkirk, played for Falkirk in 96. That's Brilliant. a good one. Okay. I would never have got that. <laughs> what about Ray Wilkins? No. No Okay we'll leave it there Pascali, Bruno, Chris Waddle See if you can play along with us On Twitter At Clyde SSB Frank Sosie No Manish Tibbs Played with Hibs He no. would have been the 93 Marcy. final Would they not? Oh sorry We're not including the 90 Sorry So no, 92, prior. 93 Right okay. Yeah Okay Right I'm with you Yeah Okay we'll get back to that Let's We're going to hear from Alan McGregor very soon Like I say we just never hear from him I don't know why I'm sure There's a perfectly innocent reason Maybe he just doesn't like speaking to us Who would I can hear you say But he doesn't speak to us very often We're going to hear from Alan McGregor soon Let's take a call from David in Port Glasgow Hi David How you doing guys alright? Too bad David What are you thinking team wise for, for Celtic and Thursday Rogers just put some of the You know the potentials out there If Brown and, and Cham weren't to make it How much would that worry you? It doesn't worry at all I think what you were saying earlier on About obviously the three-five-two formation uh, And obviously uh, the depth in the squad I think you've got guys there who can come in and do just a, as good a job uh, Like Sir Tom Rogic and that Who you were saying You've got El Yanusi back as well Micah Johnson So there's a lot of strength and depth And guys who can come inside and play as well um, But one of the things I think um, Rangers is maybe struggling on this season, especially after the break, is and it doesn't get spoken about. I believe is the fact that I think there's a wee bit of disharmony amongst the, the squad, and obviously with the manager. I mean, you say it doesn't get get spoken about, David. Is that something you you know, or are you assuming that there's disharmony because they've got bad results? I've got a lot of good uh, mates who's Rangers fans, and they've got it in good authority that they're addressing them. But and it it doesn't get spoken about. But apparently, I think Gerard has got his his favourite sort of thing. It could be hearsay, but I think it shows in the performances. I mean, it could well be, Roger. I, I'm sure you, like me, like many people, have seen these WhatsApps that are getting forwarded on about, you know, it's like the script of a soap opera that's apparently gone on behind uh, the scenes. Are they going down the great saying of, he's lost the dressing room? That, that's, that's the implication. Lost the dressing room. The only thing about this is, Roger, that always... You just wonder what order these things come about And is this just people looking for that one catch-all reason As to why Rangers yeah. have, have dipped in form Yeah, and people have spoken about unrest in Dubai To the extent that Gary McAllister actually had to had to deny it At a press conference when he was asked about it last week um, I think a lot of it, David, probably is hearsay People are just they're desperate to find some reason Behind Rangers slump in form Since they came back after the winter break It's not enough for some people that They actually just haven't played very well And individuals have made mistakes And some of the key performers The likes of Morelos, the likes of Ken You know, others Haven't played to the, to the levels they were playing at Before the winter break uh, You know, everybody wants something That they can nail down as being the reason for this And as far as I know Nothing untoward happened over there I wasn't there myself Certainly if something untoward did happen I have no knowledge of it No, no one that I know has any firm knowledge of it It has been vehemently denied I think it's maybe just a case of Rangers are out of form They haven't played well Their key men haven't played well And they've fallen out of the championship see when, see when we focus on stuff like this David And obviously you're a Celtic fan I wonder if that 
in a strange way does Celtic a disservice Because the reason there's so much negativity around Rangers Is partly because they've fallen off it But partly because Celtic have been so good I wonder if if you know if by looking for these dr- drastic reasons Is why Rangers have been so bad You as a Celtic fan are actually overlooking how, how good your team have been No I don't I don't overlook the, perf- the team's performance Because I know the team's capable And I've showed that over the past nine seasons um, But we're, we're told continually that uh, Rangers are coming and all the rest of it. Um, and for, for a while, we did think they were coming, but obviously, nobody can see them coming now. Yeah, it certainly doesn't look like it at, at the moment, Gordon. You would you would have to say David's initial point as well was about the you know the depth. No, no fear certainly for David with regards to Thursday, even if the you know the injury situation wasn't to clear up. Yeah, they've certainly got a quality squad. Uh, they've got a big squad as well, but. It doesn't matter Guys like Scott Brown um, The captain The leader they, they will be missing Big nights like this But I just think Celtic have got enough Especially after watching them In the first leg Over there Gordon uh, If they play anywhere Near that I think they will have enough To get through On Thursday night I mean Where David is, is Bang on He talks about The number of options They've got elsewhere If, the, if there was a couple Of wingers missing You wouldn't Bat an eyelid Because they've got so many You've got Like he says Guys like Mikey Johnson Who you just don't even see anymore You've got Guys like Arzani and Dembele Who are playing for the development squad You've got El Yunusi Who's not really started many games Maybe right in the middle of that Pitch Is is about Seeing the weakest out Is doing it a disservice It's not weak But just maybe Not as many options As other areas well, Roger well, Because you're going to have to play Three of them Even if it's three You know If it's a 3-5-2 Or a 4-2-3-1 There are still Three players who play In a yeah, central role Listen it can't be weak Because they've just bolstered it With a £2 million yeah, and Sorrow, and, exactly, yeah, Sorrow yeah. And, and, and felt it's It's sufficiently strong That they allow Bui Kouassi out on loan I think I mean um, In terms of these Automatic replacements That you would expect And not you know, bat an eyelid at Yeah, listen, I think it would be extremely unfortunate If they ended up at home to Copenhagen on Thursday Minus Brown and Cham and Christie That would what you would describe as Unforeseen circumstances Even a week yeah. ago That, you know, none of the three of them might be available Callum McGregor's been the mainstay He'll play Tom Rogic We've had callers on the show in the last week I think there was one on on Saturday in the open line Saying Tom Rogic has to start against Kilmarnock And he did start and they played well against Kilmarnock And I think he will start at home to Copenhagen the third one, I'm quite sure Neil Lennon wouldn't panic at all if the third one was near Beaton. Neil Lennon has complete faith in near Beaton, either as a centre half or in his preferred position as a holding midfield player. I think Celtic have enough numbers in there. I would expect them to seal the job on Thursday night against the Danes. They should have been out of sight in the first half in Copenhagen a week ago. It's not absolutely nailed on. They don't need to play as well on Thursday as they did in the first leg. Um, but I would expect Celtic to get through Yeah thank you very much That was David in Port Glasgow Sharing his thoughts with us tonight If you want to join him You can find us on 01419511025 Let's hear from Alan McGregor He says organisation Will be key to getting past Braga tomorrow night He says they've shown They've got the quality to be successful But need to show it more consistently It'll be a difficult one obviously um, We've seen what they were capable of last week uh, they were really good in the first half uh, and the second half, but we upped their game, so I imagine it'll be no different tomorrow. From when the gaffers came, I think our organisation's got to be spot on. Um, for the whole 90 minutes, I don't think it was last week, but in the periods of the game when it was, it was very important for us. And I think that's what helped us get the victory last week, so our organisation tomorrow's got to be spot on. I think all the boys need to be confident. Um, 
this come off bad results recently, but again last week we showed what we can do, and it has to be more on a consistent basis. Uh, that's what wins you things. So um, I think as a squad we need to be more consistent. I'm certainly not a sports psychologist. I'm sure you knew that already, but I wonder about the possibility of these Rangers players being able to compartmentalise things in the sense that I know. They're taking a bit of a battering domestically, Gordon There's been a lot of criticism They've dropped a lot of points But actually, over the piece this season And since Steven Gerrard arrived They've had no failures in Europe Not even close No, no results in Europe that, that you could hold against them I wonder if they're able to park all the domestic stuff And go into this one feeling confident Just on the back of what they've done previously in I, Europe Is that I, possible? Yeah, I think they can I said uh, on the show last Thursday That, you know, I think Rangers look at Different side in Europe I expected them to get a result Don't get me wrong After the first half I was thinking uh, the, the the tie was over And all credit to Rangers They fought back And got that 3-2 I think they can take that confidence If I was the Rangers manager That's what That's the message I'd be trying to put over Look Have a look at our European record This season Have a look at the way we've played You know Take some confidence into that Gives them a break From the league campaign Gives them a break From the Scottish Cup Before Saturday as well It's a great chance To get into the The last 16 But is going to be a real, real hard task tomorrow, no doubt. Roger, I don't know if you look at the game last week and you could say that that fits into what I just put forward a minute ago. You know, Rangers are still okay in Europe. You know, they won the game, they beat a good Braga side. On the, the other hand, for the first hour, they looked every bit the Rangers team that's struggling domestically. So it's a fairly difficult one to predict. Yeah, but over the course of 90 minutes, they won the game 3-2. So if you're asking, can they... Compartmentalise European football away from domestic football The evidence of the last two seasons would be Yes they can um, They've got through what looked like a reasonably difficult group When it was drawn Against Porto Against Feyenoord Against Bern They've managed to get through it They've got Braga They've won the first leg at home They've helped that coefficient Gordon They've done their bit to try and push Scotland Towards two Champions League places In the season after next Some of the best performances Under Stephen Gerrard have been in Europe You know Remember scoring goals In Villarreal last season Scoring goals In Moscow last season Albeit they lost they, they, They've done well On their travels All those qualifiers as well So They lead You know they, they will go in there With a degree of confidence Despite what's happening To them domestically And don't rule them out Do not rule them out Because we said At the top of the show Last four visits to Portugal Including one earlier This season <laughs> They've been unbeaten if they make it unbeaten in five, they're into the last 16 draw on Friday. Right, let's take a look at tonight's full-time teaser. The question being sent in by John Smith, and thanks again to John, it always provides some really difficult questions. If you've got one, it doesn't need to be this hard, trust me. Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray don't need questions of this difficulty. At um, Full-time at Clyde1.com, sorry. That's the address you need to send them in. Full-time at Clyde1.com. Prior to 93, name the last 10 non-Scots to play in a European Cup or UEFA Cup final. And I've played in Scotland for a non-old firm team Some decent answers coming in A few people, including Stevie O'Neill Have got a cracker, cracker that you're still looking for I'll do some wrong answers like I would on a, ah, a Saturday Just to help you, because I know it is tough Tom has gone George Best, he's not on the list Paul Hamill has gone Basil Bolly He's not on the list He didn't play for a non-old firm we'll team Rangers. Yeah. It's just Rangers We so. think Daz has got one. Oh wow, really? Yeah I remember St Myrna had Stevie Archibald and was it Victor 
Was he a World Cup winner Or was he a European Cup winner Victor Played with Played with Barcelona I couldn't even remember his second name Played with Barcelona 86 I think you don't even need the second name He sometimes was just known as Victor Ah, Was he not Yeah He had a a team of Guillermo Amor Who came over and played for Livingston Is he one? No No he Maybe not on that team What about Stefano Salvatore? No Oh Claudio Canigia? No Sorry Right I'll give you one more Mm Mm-hmm what about Gary Shaw at Kilmarnock? Brilliant. Who did he play for? Aston Villa in 82 European Cup. Gary Shaw. Is he English? Oh, yes. well, we played with Bertels up front. No, we played with Peter With up front. Peter With? Yeah. Oh. Bertels played with Volunteer lad. What a player he was. He played with Kilmarnock. He played with Kilmarnock. Oh, I don't know that. Great, great. Must that. admit, he's by not even close to being the most famous, famous Englishman on this list. But I'll give you some thinking time and we'll get the answers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. St Mirren's trip to Motherwell just kicking off at the moment. We've got championship games as well tonight, Roger. Air against Morton and Unfermline Inverness as well. Yeah, big games, particularly I would say for Air United and Inverness. They haven't. You know, they missed a bit of football for various reasons The weather etc Inverness's cup run Inverness miss a league game again This weekend against Partick Because they're playing Hibs on Friday night In a Scottish Cup quarter final And when they haven't been playing Both Dundee and Arbroath Have sort of sneaked up there a little bit yeah. Into these promotion playoffs Dundee United are over the hill They're on their way to the Premiership The real battle now is for second, third and fourth to get into those playoffs And Air United and Inverness Could do with wins tonight Just to get themselves away From Dundee a little bit again yeah, Two League One games as well Dumbarton Clyde And Peterhead Forfer Everything else that was scheduled I think is off So nothing else uh, and, To tell you about And Champions the Mushroom League. tomorrow night oh, Breaking I, against Queen's I'm, Park I'm, I think you've gone up No you know what happens On a Wednesday mate Oh bath night bath So it is Don't, don't postpone the, that Bath ahead of breaking yeah, bath night yeah. As disturbing as it is I do have your bath schedule um, Memorised That's <laughs> not, not great news I must say Right What about tonight's question Prior to 93 Name the last 10 Non-Scots Who've played in a European Cup Or UEFA Cup final And they've played in Scotland For a non-Old Firm side Right You, you, you dropped a hint earlier on So hard That it's still been shaking the building <laughs> Here in Clyde Bank Former Clyde Bank Centre half Terry Butcher did you know that he played for Clyde Bank? No, no. I knew you wouldn't. No, I, I knew Roger got... would, and that you wouldn't. Terry Butcher uh, in the final with Ipswich, nineteen eighty-one, and played three league games for Clyde Bank in ninety-three. I still it... don't believe it. The other clue you dropped is about players who played for non-old firm teams, mm-hmm. but also might have played for the old firm during their time. Worth bearing in mind. How about Robert Prince? Played for Malmo in the seventy-nine European Cup final against Forest. Brilliant. I played with Prince as well. Played for Kilmarnock, Dumbarton, Cowden Beath, East Fife, Hamilton as well So yes, Robert Pritz, one, two, three, four to go You, you, you gave us Chris Waddle earlier on who played for Falkirk uh-huh. What about Tony Parks? <laughs> Tony Parks yes, was a hero for yes, Spurs and a shooter against Anderlecht in a UEFA Cup final yep, in the 80, 84 yep, maybe 84, Tony Parks came up and played for Falkirk, well now, done, now three to only, get The only other one I was thinking from that Spurs team He played for Rangers but I don't know whether he played for anybody else He managed up here, Graham Roberts? No just manage Clyde He never actually played I don't know I just don't He's not, not on the list. list Three to get Two of them I can see you getting two of them nah, One well, is Roger. One is Yeah Very difficult Gary's in Newton Merns Hi Gary yeah. Hi there Hi panel How hey, are you? Uh, not too bad Good um, As a Rangers fan uh, I could be better Because they're dropping <laughs> points Like uh, 
nobody's tomorrow like the rain. Um, I was I got rather peeved with the caller Gary who was saying get rid of Gerard now. Um, there is no way, as uh, Gordon said, he's in with the bricks and mortar. Um, it's, uh, it's there is a plan there, obviously, and I think people are getting delusional that we're going to win this year. What's been disappointing is the form after the the winter break um, that's killed it again. But I think he'll still be there this time next year and probably start the, the next season after that. He's, he's, he's doing well. Whether he wins a trophy this year, I don't know. Um, I'm hopeful. But I see a big difference in the team. Uh, what was two years ago with Cachinha and the, the Basco that did. But I, I think the, the panel is right. I think Rangers fans need to just settle down and just see how it goes with Gerrard. I mean, look, Benga didn't win very much. And look how long he lasted in Arsenal. The only thing I'll say about that, Gary, is no disrespect. Rangers will get one team he beat. Wenger had how many? You know, you Chelsea, Man, you always United, say this. Man City, you Liverpool. You can't really compare anywhere to here, can you? No, no, you've got one team he beat, really. Um, and you just wonder, Gary, as a as a Rangers supporter, and I do agree, I think Steven Gerrard will be here next year. I, I do agree with that. How long as a Rangers manager do you then give him to say... When do you have to win the silverware to tick the box? Because he's certainly been heavily backed by the board. He's uh-huh. brought in, I keep saying this, and people are talking about, well, two years ago, look where we were two years ago. I keep saying this, you, you've spent a lot of money, you brought in over 35 players. Uh, it's not rocket science, you really should be better. So where 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 does that time limit stop for you as a as a Rangers man? Next year, he has to win something by next next season. So you're going to win another this season, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, you can't. I mean, Celtic are very dominant, as Rangers were in the nineties. You know, so it goes in cycles, and uh, I think you know stopping ten in a row is what every Rangers fan wants. Um, and I think give him next season. You, you get rid of him at the end of the season. Who's going to come in? A boy said Walter Smith. Walter, with all due respect, great manager, legend at Ibrox. He's old, and I don't. He's older now, and I don't think he would want it either. What about specifically uh, tomorrow, Gary? What what sort of thoughts are going through your head about you know who should play, who shouldn't play, your chances of progressing? Um, progressing, uh, they've got, they've got a good record away. Um, and he knows how to like what they say is part of the bus but um, he gets some good results of, away um, he's going to stay with Katic and the Golson and uh, they're the two are going to be in the, in defence with Tavernier and if Baracek is playing I don't know if he's fit or yeah, not yeah I think he's fit yep right so that's the foot in the back for what I'd like to see him is change it up a bit playing two up front but not, not tomorrow night but even in the league he's mixed it up a bit we're coming very predictable in the league um, and what really annoys me at cor- our, when we get a corner is the amount of balls that go to the back post and there's nobody there attacking the back post and he's got analysts and people there that are seeing it I'm not a, a professional footballer but have somebody at the back coming in at a diagonal run the back because all the, all, they're all in the middle or the front of the of the goal they're not they're not moving about and that's what I, I was at the game last on Thursday and Braga the movement off the ball was phenomenal there was like three or four guys moving when the one player had the ball. We were very static. Um, I said, but I'd say, I come back, I've never seen Ibrox jumping like that. And I, I can't remember a, a comeback like that going to the games. 
So but I would hope for at least a draw. If I mean, he's pinch away goal, then yeah, they'll sit back. Yeah, I mean, Gary, I make, Gary makes a fair point there about the away form, Roger. In Stephen Gerrard's time, they've gone to Liga Warsaw, Maribor, Villarreal, Porto, Feyenoord, and not lost any of those games on the road. And as we know, a draw would be enough for Rangers tomorrow. That's not to say that it's easy. That's a, that's a pretty impressive list of away venues they've come back from unbeaten. Yeah, without doubt. And listen, their European form in a lot of the time that Steven Gerrard's been at the club has been better than their domestic form. You reeled off a whole list of big European names there that have gone and got decent results. Is that more pertinent than failing to hold a lead at St Johnson, failing to hold a lead at Hearts, failing to hold a lead at Kilmarnock in recent domestic away games? So, listen, you could you could argue both sides of the argument. Uh, they have a chance. They definitely have a chance tomorrow. Thank you very much, Gary Newton-Merns. That brings the curtain down on the calls tonight. You've got three more to get on the teaser. <clears throat> we started away back at the start of the 80s. Um, the team that beat Dundee United, Gothenburg in 87, mm-hmm. I think then sold a player to Dundee United. <laughs> was it Lars Zetterland? Yes. Oh. You ever heard of him, Gordon? Never. I knew he played you well. Have, he played uh, with Shell Olofsson, who we had Lars as a teaser answer quick. a couple of weeks ago. I never heard of Mark Wilson, never mind him. Go I, I keep going. I there's an Aberdeen player there in is, there, yep. centre forward. Yes. We got good player, scored goals. Yeah, good player, yeah. Played uh, in a European final. Uh, They're all good players. House. Ah! You yep. stole my thunder, Roger. PSV Eindhoven. Yes, and the last one that. you need to think about that mad Dundee era of the early two thousands. Oh. Marco De Marchi. No. Caballero. No. Keep going. Sarah. The other one. Oh, we shouted Kenny earlier on. Yeah, not him. He... Played with Sampdoria ninety two. Fullback. Was he? I'll put you out your misery. Go for it. Ivano Bonetti. Did Ivano oh. Bonetti manager? Mm-hmm. Did he ever play for Dundee? He Colin, did play he sent off did. Yes he did Sent off at Fuck Park Thank you Roger and Gordon We're back tomorrow 6 o'clock Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy And Callum Gallagher Is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com